0: Hey kids welcome back to another episode of the Gosford PC kids cast this is Ash
1: and this is James it's great to be here with you guys
0: I'm so excited for another week and before we get started I thought it might be fun um, just to ask you a question James so have you ever mistaken somebody for someone else
1: I have this is actually something I, th- I think about a lot and I don't know why but I remember being a kid primary school age and i was waiting for my dad so we could leave uh the basketball stadium where we were and i was just getting fed up i'm like oh he's taking forever and so i leant over and grabbed his arm and as soon as i touched him i was like wait that that feels weird that i don't think my dad was wearing a woolen jumper and so i'm pulling on this guy's arm and then i look and i'm like oh you're not my dad and this guy thankfully Thankfully, it was like another kid's parent who I kind of knew a little bit. And I was like, oh, uh, sorry. And then I look and my dad was like leaning on the next column, like 10 feet down further. And somehow just in my miserable waitingness, I'd got mixed up. So here I am pulling on this guy's arm. And I still remember the feel of that jumper and just being like, wait, what's going on here? So yes, yes, I've definitely mistaken somebody for somebody else.
0: <laughs> it's so traumatic. What about you? <laughs> I can't think of one in particular for myself but i remember when i was a kid um i went on a holiday with lots of people from church and um myself and um some of you would know jenny brooks um, we were sitting next to each other playing on the playstation and my dad came up behind us and kissed jenny on the head instead of me <laughs> 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 It was it was the most awkward thing ever, even though we're very close family friends, it was very uncomfortable. So then he just had to go along the line and kiss everyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is great. The old uh oh, gotta cover my bases here yeah. somehow. Yep, kisses for everyone. <laughs> Yay <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, how many kids were there?
0: Uh, I think it was only me, Jen and M, so it was okay. <laughs> M is my even sister. Still. Even so. Yeah, that's great. He he covered his tracks well. (laughs) Uh, And I guess that kind of leads into today's um, story, because we're going to be reading um, Chapter 3 of um, the Gospel of Luke. And in that, um, we catch up with John the Baptist, who has begun baptizing people. But the people around him mistake him for somebody else. So I think that'll be really interesting to get stuck into, which uh, we should do now.
1: Yeah, cool. Let's do it. Let's have some story time. All right, guys. Well, like I said, it is story time, and we are looking at John the Baptist, or I like to say John the Baptiste, because that's how you say it in French, (laughs) or at least close. Uh, So John the Baptiste is the guy who God (laughs) chose to welcome Jesus into this world and start to tell uh, people about him. And in this chapter, we're going to hear a little bit of what he was saying to the people to get them ready for the Messiah, God's son, Jesus. Now, Ash, what can the kids be doing while they're listening along to story time?
0: So, during story time, there are some activity sheets on the parents' Facebook page, which you can print off and color in while you listen. Or you might like to draw a picture yourself of um, maybe John baptizing people in the river.
1: Awesome. That's right, kids. Make sure you get them just having John dunk those people in there. Get them right under the water. Full submersion. All right. Now, full (laughs) submersion. That's right. Now, uh... Let's see. I'm going to be reading here from Luke chapter 3 from verse 1. And the heading in the CEV Bible that we're reading from is says the preaching of John the Baptist. So let's do it. It says, For 15 years, Emperor Tiberius had ruled that part of the world. Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was the ruler of Galilee. Herod's brother, Philip, was the ruler in the countries of Eturia and Trachonitis, and Lysanias was the ruler of Abilene. Annas and Caiaphas were the Jewish high priests. At that time, God spoke to Zechariah's son, John, who was living in the desert. So John went along the Jordan Valley, telling the people, Turn back to God and be baptized. Then your sins will be forgiven. Isaiah the prophet wrote about John when he said, In the desert, someone is shouting, Get the road ready for the Lord. Make a straight path for him. Fill up every valley and level every mountain and hill. Straighten the crooked paths and smooth out the rough roads then everyone will see the saving power of God. Crowds of people came out to be baptized, but John said to them, you bunch of snakes, who warned you to run from the coming judgment? Do something to show that you really have given up your sins. Don't start saying that you belong to Abraham's family. God can turn these stones into children for Abraham. An axe is ready to cut the trees down at their roots. Any tree that doesn't produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into a fire.
0: The crowds asked John, What should we do? John told them, If you have two coats, give one to someone who doesn't have any. If you have food, share it with someone else. When tax collectors came to be baptised, they asked John, Teacher, what should we do? John told them, Don't make people pay more than they owe. Some soldiers asked him, And what about us? What do we have to do? John told them, Don't force people to pay money to make you leave them alone. Be satisfied with your pay. Everyone became excited and wondered, Could John be the Messiah? John said, I am just baptizing with water, but someone more powerful is going to come, and I am not good enough to even untie his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His threshing fork is in his hand, and he is ready to separate the wheat from the husks. He will store the wheat in his barn and burn the husks with a fire that never goes out. In many different ways, John preached the good news to the people. But to Herod, the ruler, he said, It was wrong for you to take Herodias, your brother's wife. John also said that Herod had done many other bad things. Finally. Herod put John in jail, and this was the worst thing that he had done. A lot of complicated names at the beginning there. Well done, James. Um, Thank you. Very, very
2: impressed.
1: That's why I went to Bible college, just to learn how to pronounce the names, you know? That can be a bit tricky, so... (laughs)
0: Do you know who all of those people are? Like, could you give a background story on each of them?
1: I could give you a background story on Herod and Philip and Annas and Caiaphas. Uh, Lysanias, though, don't know too much about them. Need to read up.
0: Mm. Go back to Bible college.
1: (laughs) Four more years of study. That's all we need.
0: (laughs) Just to learn about that one person. Yeah, pretty
1: much. (laughs) So tell me, Ash, what jumped out at you from today's passage?
0: I think the the biggest um, theme in this passage was um, about repentance and um, so it starts off in verse 3 where John is calling people to be baptized and believe and repentance which just means turning away from our sin and towards God um, repentance is a really key part of becoming a new believer so once, um, I guess, you know, you're, you're choosing to turn away from your, your sinful ways and, um, and choose to believe in God. Once we are believing and trusting in God, we are a part of Jesus' family. We're in and we're safe. We don't need to repent and turn back to God because it's not as if when we sin, we're no longer saved and we need to do the right thing to be saved again. What it actually is, is that we have a change of heart when we come to believe, and that doesn't mean that we won't make mistakes or that we won't ever sin, but when we do sin as believers, God wants us to confess those things to him, Um, and I guess when we sin as Christians, it's not us turning away from God again, but reverting to our old ways. I don't know, do you... What do you think about that, James? Because that's something I've only just been sort of um, learning about really recently and thinking about. So I my understanding could be a little bit off.
1: No, you're, you're spot on there, Ash. That's really, really good. Uh, so we see in the Bible lots and lots about there's this call to come and repent. And we see uh, John the Baptist talking about repenting and turning back to God. We see Jesus using that language. We see Jesus' disciples in the book of Acts where they go out and they, when uh, people became aware of their sin, they say, what should we do? And Peter preached repent and believe and repent and be baptized. And so repentance is a really important thing that comes up in the Bible a lot, but it's almost always in uh, the times when you've got people coming to believe in Jesus for the first time. And that makes sense because like you said, uh, it literally means to have a change of heart. And that's what happens when we believe in Jesus. We have a change of heart. And that's why John in this passage is telling people to turn away from those bad things that they were doing when their heart was away from God. Mm. Uh, and when and so when they come to God, what they need to do is turn their heart towards him, which means also changing the way that they live and that that's how we come to God. Uh, but we don't want to get confused and think that if I make a mistake or if I sin uh, that I need to, Repent and come back to God, because the whole point about God's grace is is that His death on the cross has paid the price for all of our sins, and His resurrection means that we can live with Him forever, not because of anything we do, but because of the gift of grace that He gives to us. So, nope, you're spot on, dude. I don't, I don't know who your teacher was, but they, they've done a fantastic job getting you sorted for that one. All right, <laughs> now, I, I wanted to bring up one thing uh, there on this, and that was that there's a couple of little bits in this passage which talks about. Uh, things being cut down and thrown into the fire. And so in verse 9, it talks about an axe is ready to cut the trees down at their roots, and any tree that doesn't produce good fruit will be thrown into the fire. And then again, in verse 17, he talks about how the threshing fork is in God's hand, and he is ready to separate the wheat from the husks, and that the wheat will be stored, but the husks will be burnt. Now, sometimes uh, when... We can read things like that. It can get a little bit scary because we think to ourselves, does that mean God is going to actually like set bad people on fire or something like that? But it's really important for us to understand that these are images that John's using to convey the seriousness of God's judgment that he's talking about how the people who believe and trust in the Messiah are going to have good things and are going to be cared for uh, by God. And the people that reject Jesus, the people who don't follow the Messiah, are going to face a bad judgment. It's not going to go well for them. And we can talk lots more about that in a different week. But right now, what I I just want us to realize is that this passage is not necessarily teaching that In hell there's going to be fire that's actually going to be burning people, but it's absolutely teaching us that there is really serious consequences for our sin and that we should be very afraid of God's judgment if we're not believing in Jesus and that we don't want any part of it. But like we've been saying before, the good news is that when we repent and believe in Jesus and trust in Him, uh, the word that you used, Ash, was safe. We're safe from God's judgment because Jesus Mm. paid the price for us well we've got a uh special guest coming up in just a moment i'm i'm very excited now uh, i believe you know this uh special guest friend of yours uh you you've gotten to know a bit recently is that right
0: yeah i i got the opportunity to meet him uh at, at church a little while ago and he brought um a, a lovely friend with him who was a little rough around the edges but uh, she was she was lovely as well um and it seems like uh, this guy, he's a really wise Christian and he has a heart to um, help all of the people that he comes into contact with, help them understand who Jesus is more so I'm so excited to have him on the show yeah, today.
1: Yeah, that's right, we do, We the kids, you've probably figured out who it is, this is this is Baza I'm glad that we're finally going to have some wisdom on the show not just the two of us, you know, being silly uh, finally we've got someone who can bring some real wisdom uh, so Baza <laughs> Older and it, wiser. Alright Bazer, over to you buddy
2: Hi, kids, it's Bazzy here. I've just stopped working on the job site for a minute because James and Ash said I was able to chat to you about one of my favourite Bible verses. Now, there are too many to pick just one favourite, but this one is really good. It's Galatians chapter 6, verse 14, and it goes like this. May I never boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. This is one of my favourite go-to verses no matter where I am, whether it's on the job site, at home with my family, or even at church, because I always want to have Jesus at the forefront of my mind. So think about this verse often, kids. Read it with your parents, or share it with your friends. I think Shazza could probably benefit from reading this too. I better get back to work. Bye for now.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, Ash, we have had some good guests, but none as wise as our main man, Baza, there. That was terrific.
0: It was fantastic. Thank you so much, Baza. I know that um, you're very busy on the job site, so thank you for taking some time to speak we to us today. We appreciate it.
1: Now, Ash, is it, is it time for questions? Is it that time?
0: Yes. Yes, it is. This is my favorite part of the whole show because we get to hear from you guys, and you guys have been giving us such a challenge there have been so many fantastic questions quite a lot of the time i have to refer to james because even i'm not quite sure how to answer them and that is the case again today because mr harry brodick uh one of our very devoted listeners harry Harry. (laughs) harry has sent us in a an absolutely fantastic question James, do you think this is the most commonly asked question we get in kids' If it's not church? the
1: most, it is right there, top three. I mean, this is one that every kid thinks about at some point or another. Uh, so it's always good for us to take the time to answer it well
0: yeah i it's a question that i often um find crossing my mind too and the the great thing is harry that if you're thinking this question then chances are nearly every other kid is too so thank you so much for having um the courage to ask us your question so harry's question is did dinosaurs exist as we know them today and if so where do they fit in the creation story
1: Fantastic question, Harry. Thank you again, buddy, so much for asking it. Like we said, lots of kids out there wonder about this one. So it's good to have a go at it. So when we think about dinosaurs, uh, we've got to realize that there is two different stories or two different ways that we can look at the story that we get in the Bible. Uh, So we can look at the opening chapters of the book of Genesis. And some people uh, in Christianity think that those six days that are described there are six 24-hour days uh, and that it all happened in those uh, limited hours. Other people think that those days of creation could have been times that are much, 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 much longer. And so it's not necessarily the case that it was six 24-hour days. It could have been six periods of time. So there's different ways that Christians think about that. But if we're going to talk about dinosaurs, then we need to recognize that They must be God's creation, that God is the one who made dinosaurs, and certainly it seems that the only time that they would have been made was before people, uh, because we know that people were the crowning glory of God's creation and the last thing that he made. So, when we think about where the dinosaurs fit in the creation story, uh, I think the clearest answer is that he would have made them with the other beasts of the field and the creatures of the sea, because we know the dinosaurs were both land animals and sea animals. Uh, So, that's where I think that they fit in the creation story. And as for whether they exist as we know them today, well, it... Uh, seems as though uh, from the fossil record that we can see that there used to be lots more dinosaurs uh, around on the earth. And these days, uh, if you're a dinosaur expert, you know that we look at birds and we think that we can trace uh, the bone structure back to dinosaurs back then. And that some lizards seem to have some corresponding features and that they might be connected to those animals. And so the question is, well, what happened to all those other types of dinosaurs? And again, there's two big uh, theories in this for people who take the Bible seriously. Uh, One is that there was some sort of cataclysmic, which just means like a a really big catastrophe, uh, event that happened. And when we look at the Bible, we see that there is a big cataclysmic event, and that is the flood. And so it's possible that uh, some animals that were related to dinosaurs survived on Noah's Ark. So whether it's something like crocodiles or whether it's some species of birds or something like that, uh, they may have made it onto the Ark and that because the Ark uh, was to carry two of every kind of dinosaur. And that doesn't necessarily mean every single different type, but if we had one set of dinosaurs on the boat, then that counts as one kind of dinosaur. And it's possible that the other dinosaurs died in the flood. the other possibility is that those dinosaurs uh, died out before people were created. So if we read the Bible and we think that those six periods of time were not six hour days, but rather long, 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 long periods of time, it's possible that the dinosaurs lived and died before we even get to Adam and Eve. Now, that you know, gives us some other questions like, oh, could things have actually died before Adam and Eve sinned? And that's a little bit of a longer conversation. Uh, But either one of those are possible from the way that we read the Bible. Uh, It doesn't mean that that's an easy answer, but this is the important thing to remember when we read Genesis and we read the story of creation, is that those stories weren't designed to tell us every single little bit that happened. Those stories were designed to tell us about why God created the world and we needed to know enough to understand something of how God did it. So we're told that God spoke and that's how the world was created. And certainly we get a sense that people are the most important thing in God's creation. And so those creation stories are telling us really important things about God and people, but it's not telling us every single detail about how God did what he did or exactly uh, how long it took and all that sort of stuff. So, it's good for us to to think about these questions, but at the end of the day, we want, want to make sure that we read the Bible uh, to get what God wants us to get from it, and that is to learn about Him and us and how we're meant to live for Him and obey Him, and the tragedy uh, that it was when Adam and Eve disobeyed, and why we need Jesus to come into the world. So, Harry, that's my. Uh, short slash long answer about dinosaurs Uh, i hope that that's given you lots of stuff to think about Uh, and if you have any more questions buddy coming off the back of that you feel free to send them to us and either we'll answer them on the show or we will uh, write back to you and give you some more info whatever you want so great to hear from you harry
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Harry. And for the rest of you kids, if you would like to ask a question on the podcast, you can um, record your question by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode, or you can record it on your mum and dad's phone and have them send it to us through email or Facebook. If you're a little bit shy like Harry, then you also can just get your parents to write to us and we will be more than happy to answer your question.
1: Yeah. Great, and you know what, Ash? This just made me think as well about Kate's question a couple of weeks ago about uh, mm-hmm. you know doubting the Bible and all that sort of stuff. This is a great example of where you know we should question the Bible. We should work hard to think about what it means and how it fits with what we learn from science and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but it's not something where we doubt what the Bible says. We just have to work hard to figure out uh, what it's saying and how that fits with everything that we know about the world from other sources as well. So, good stuff, guys. You, you guys didn't even know it, but you're you're working together to give us great stuff, and we appreciate it. <laughs>
0: And that concludes another episode of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we are absolutely loving answering your questions and reading the Bible, and we hope that you are enjoying listening to us each week.
1: Yeah, absolutely, guys. It is a delight uh, to be here with you guys, and I'm going to pray for all of us now. Dear God, thank you so much that you sent Jesus into this world. Thanks to John the Baptist and the incredible job that he did uh, of preparing the way for our Savior to come into this world. Thank you, Lord, for all the people through all of time who have listened to that message to repent, to turn back to God and to believe in him. And thank you, Father, that for all of us who believe and trust in you, that we know that we uh can be completely safe in you and that nothing will separate us from your love and that even when we sin that we're forgiven and we pray father that we'd we'd be humble enough to admit and confess our sins to you uh, but we would know lord that by trusting in you we are completely forgiven and we pray father for all those people who don't yet know you our friends and family uh, who need to repent and have a change of heart and come and believe in you we pray holy spirit that you would work in them uh, and they would believe and trust in you and that they would receive the forgiveness that you offer uh, to all of us through what Christ has done. And we thank you for this in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks kids. We'll see you next week.
1: See you then guys.
0: Bye.